Hello, I'm Lauren Reinhertz. And I'm Courtney Bird, and welcome to Aspire to Ascend by Ascend Source, where we are chatting openly with industry leaders from SAP, partners, and customers to understand how innovation within SAP is changing the game for businesses across the globe. Each episode features a variety of topics with our guests, from their journey within the ecosystem, hearing their personal passion statements, and the lessons they've learned along the way. SAP, this is our world. We're just giving it a voice. Welcome to a special edition of Aspire to Ascend with an internal discussion of who Ascend Source is and why we got our start. Uh, this discussion is with myself and my co-founder, Courtney Bird. So welcome. Thank you, Lauren. <laughs> so um, in true form to our podcast, Lauren, Ascend Your Resume. Sure. So I went to school at Butler University. I thought I was going to be a psychology uh, major. My mom really pushed me to be a business minor at the minimum. Hated psychology, loved my business classes, particularly marketing. Uh, Fast forward, got a degree in marketing and a minor in psychology. I was fortunate enough to get a job right out of school at Butler in the conferences and special events department. There, I was responsible for uh, putting together the business plan for our uh, summer conferences and uh, weddings at Butler and and really got to work with a lot of constituents, both at the university level, external, and worked with our board of trustees, which I think was a really unique experience and gave me access to Um, some pretty influential people in our community. I then, uh, after, oh, I don't know, five or six years there, I I made the decision to to move back home and and got a job in Chicago. I worked for ASUG, which we all know is the SAP users group. Uh, Fun fact, I truly thought that SAP was the closed captioning Spanish on the uh, TV and thought I was interviewing with them. I did lots of research prior to my interview, and I was a, ended up getting the job, surprisingly. I was a community coordinator for them. I worked with over 17 chapters and planned their, their, um, their chapter meetings. It was a unique experience in the sense that I got to work with end customers and users the partners, as well as um, SAP, whether it be account executives or product development leaders. They also had um, a lot of digital content, so I hosted webinars and, and really learned what SAP is, the, the power of the ecosystem, um, and how everyone can, can work together towards a common goal. Um, from there, I transitioned to, uh, to the partner side, as, as a sug joked, the dark side, and uh, got to got to really understand sales and marketing and you know the the smaller business side and how you know important delivery is and you know utilization I ran their global go-to-market how do we position ourselves how are we strategic to SAP Um, and and I'm sure I'll talk about it later but Courtney was really a mentor to me and and how to how to speak their language and learn the acumen and be relevant. Um, 
And then from there, uh, Courtney and I started Aspire or Ascend Source and, and the Aspire to Ascend podcast. And uh, we'll, we'll dive into that more, but that's how I got here. So, Courtney, if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you to do the same. Send your resume. Sure. And quite the resume, Lauren, I must say. Um, so I, I actually started this small marketing company in Atlanta um, about 12 or 13 years ago. I was young. I was dumb. I had no business starting that company whatsoever. Um, but my largest customer was a business objects partner here in the Atlanta area. Uh, eventually, um, as he kind of consumed my time, he said, why don't you dissolve your company and, and come work for me? I have big plans. I want to eventually sell this organization and we're, we're pretty good at what we do. So I, I left everything, took a little risk and, and joined, um, that small partnership. Um, that's where it all started. I learned about SAP at lunch on napkins, and mm -hmm. that is no exaggeration. Uh, I also learned about the the org structure. I, I, I got a great amount of value out of um, that team that I worked with at that time to really learn the value of empathy. Um, I ran operations for him for some time, meaning I was tasked with uh, managing the, the utilization for the organization, which made me, in fact, work with a bunch of dudes who were much older than me and, and knew a lot more. So it was a great learning experience. Tough love is a real thing. Um, still friends with most of those gentlemen today. Uh, we in inevitably ended up selling that company to a much larger partner where I was tasked with being part of the M&A team to, to lead the integration. Um, I then wanted to get back in sales after that was deemed complete sold for a little while for that partner and moved on to uh, Optimal Solutions, which as everybody knows is a, is a pretty prominent partner in the SAP space that was sold uh, to NTT. But when I was at Optimal is, is kind of where the big shift of my career happened. Mm -hmm. I started seeing the value of treating SAP as your, your customer and by executing and delivering for them you got to be a true part of their customer experience. And I, I made a personal shift in my business model at that time to, to really focus on that relationship as I saw a gap kind of presenting itself. Um, we had great success and, and prior to selling to NTT Data, I think we were one of the best partners in the ecosystem and I can say that with, uh, with conviction. Um, I then worked for NTT Data for quite some time, left there uh, always stayed on the partner side and then joined Lauren at her um, at her last company before uh, starting Ascend Source and Aspire to Ascend. Um, we we really worked well together and, and when this pr opportunity presented itself, I couldn't imagine going forward with anybody but her. So crazy, crazy mm -hmm. journey to bring us together for sure. So as we kind of kick off this discussion, talk to to the audience a little bit about why why Ascend Source. Talk to us. You know, we we always preach that there was a gap in the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Expand upon that for everyone. Sure. So I think there was a time in the market as as SAP kind of really took market share 
at an enterprise level where much larger systems integrators were looking to make strategic acquisitions of smaller, more niche partners um, that allowed them to really grow their capabilities and bring some value to the market at, at a deeper level. When that happened, I think uh, the, ga- the gap, and I put quotes around that, mm-hmm. uh, that we refer to became more and more prevalent, meaning as a niche and focused partner, it's, it's a lot easier to understand your audience at SAP, bring a valuable message, execute upon your promises, walk away and deliver. Um, when you're tasked with closing big deals, big numbers, I think you want to make all of those promises and you want to execute on them. Mm-hmm. However, you leave that QBR quarterly business review, your phone rings and a deal on the table is always more important. So I just started seeing kind of this, the, the partner side uh, wanting but not being able to execute and SAP also wanting a good partner. Mm-hmm. And, and not knowing who to contact, who to reach out to, who has this asset, who has that asset. And, and the value that I think we as a Sensource bring is that we do that legwork for them. So we execute on behalf of our partners, bring that value back to SAP. And we also execute for SAP. We drive demand, we get access, we give insight. And uh, we're really filling the gap between the two main components of a strategy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people have heard, and we preach this, right? Content is king. You oh, know, yeah. you have to have the customer stories. You have to have the references. But I, I think if I, I could amend that statement, consistency is also king. So, you know, Courtney mentioned <laughs> That, uh, you know, you, you do all the right things by SAP and, and you get the, the big the big opportunity. And for, for smaller niche partners, they're, they're subject matter experts and they go heads down as they should, right? Absolutely. That, that is important. However, if you're not consistently in front of SAP, engaging SAP and being relevant, you're forgotten. And so then, you know, the, the, what I saw is, you know, I kind of learned from Courtney and seeing this firsthand is you, you, you do all the right things. You get the opportunity, you go heads down that opportunity, win or lose, you come back up. Oh shoot. Where's my pipeline? No one wants to talk to me. Yep. And you're starting all over again. And so I think, you know, when we talk about the gap to me, that's, staying consistent, staying relevant, staying top of mind and, and not having the ebb and flow, having the constant, which all of our, any partner, any organization, quite frankly, craves. Absolutely. And you know, Lauren, to your point, I think it's funny because I've preached that message for so long. It's almost, it's scripture to me. Um, but how you do that is also important. If you're touching SAP with an Ill, irrelevant message, you might as well not touch them at all. Right. So to understand who you're speaking to, to understand what motivates um, an industry account executive who's tasked with supporting their family by by achieving success within their, their named accounts, mm-hmm. um, by focus and empathy, 
you truly bring value every single time. I think where some partners make a pretty monumental paramount mistake, quite frankly, is that they they don't put enough emphasis internally on understanding SAP as an organization, mm-hmm. who does what and why. Yep. And that is something I think we bring to the table and we preach, pound, beat into our strategic partners on a daily basis because you only got one shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, just like everywhere else in the world, you have a bad experience, you tell 100 people. You have a great experience, you tell three. Yep. So I think it's a, it's important that our partners and that all partners in the ecosystem, all 18,900 of them that are supposed to double within the next three years um, due to SAP's strategic acquisitions, have a message. Have yeah. a message that's relevant. And I think another key part of, of what we preach and, and what we uh, try to evangelize in the ecosystem is focus. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've all seen... Now you're talking my language. <laughs> now you're about to get to the good stuff. We've all seen, you know, partners who are trying to do the right things. Their motivation is is 100% pure, but they've got a bench they have to utilize. They have a name that they want to get out there, and they want to be all things to all people. Mm-hmm. And the second they have a five-minute conversation with an AE, and they say, well, I have this hybrid opportunity. Can you do that? Yep, yep, sure can. And, and they can't. Nope. Or don't. And then they are scrambling to come up with a story. They're scrambling to come up with resources, to demo, to lead the sales cycle. And um, it's I the, think they fall short. It's and the largest point of failure. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I say, um, and, and I joked with Lauren just a second ago about now you're, now you're talking my language, but it's because I've lived by one rule. Uh, that rule is if you say you do everything, SAP will call you for nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, with so many partners in the ecosystem and very few being able to do everything, I think it's important that a partner identifies what they do exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. They build a message around it. They put an industry around it, and they go to market with it. There is enough business in this um, in this world for all of us. Mm-hmm. SAP brings a, a proven solution to the market. Um, it's, it's not whether or not it works. It works. It's proven. It's about who implements it. And so when we look at partner selection and the importance of that for our customers who are out there listening, I can't emphasize enough that there is a partner that does that one thing exceptionally well. There was a time in our, in our industry where, you know, there was a saying that nobody ever got fired for hiring the big blue, right? Right. A CIO could keep his job forever as long as he went with the very large, very strategic partners, which I see a tremendous amount of value in those two. However, I think that those technologists have realized the value of being narrow but deep with mm-hmm. their focus as well. So there are a, a ton of partners out there. We work with some of them daily, Lauren, um, supply chain partners, customer experience partners, um, analytics partners, people that really drive value within their subject matter that I don't think anybody, including the big boys, can can party with them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, focus is key. Yeah, I think the, the two things, just to kind of summarize this before we shift gears a little bit, is, is the consistency, is the focus, 
and and the relevance of, of your case studies and your references. And I think something that we haven't touched on is, you know, anybody who talks to SAP sales team, you know, they they do their darndest to support sales cycles internally. But there are so many accounts, so many opportunities and partners who are able to be a true partner and walk in alongside SAP, provide subject matter experts, have an engaging conversation with the customer, provide demo environments, and really feel, fill SAP's gaps are so valuable. And, um, you know, we, we joke sometimes about partners going to SAP, they have a conversation and they end the call with, so do you have any deals for me? Mm. Instead my of... Favorite. That's my favorite. How can I help you? What gaps do you have? How can I, how can I be an asset to you, an extension of your team? I think that's so, so powerful. We, we preach reciprocity um, and, and that's really what we mean by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, Lauren, one thing that you kind of alluded to that I want to mention is that, you know, there are, are a lot of smaller partners that have an, an abundance of referenceable customers. Um, assets to bring to bear people who will speak about their experiences on behalf of that partner and they're smaller they're more niche but they're there they have a lot of skin in the game right if that if that deal fails Mm -hmm. just like I said you tell a million people about a bad experience you tell three about a, a you know a positive they know that their lifeline, their bloodline revolves around customer experience and customer adoption uh, with a proven technology. And so I think there's a, you know, there's value in that piece of it. And and they're willing to make the investment in reciprocity. I've seen, you know, a lot of partners say, I don't want to go after anything that's not $10 million. And, and I want to say, I want to go after my dreams too. But <laughs> I think that customers today are are more savvy, more experienced. They're buying in different ways, Mm -hmm. just like you and I do. If I want something, I get on Amazon. It's at my house the next day, right? Mm -hmm. I think if a partner wants to find the best partner, uh, I'm sorry, a customer wants to find the best partner in the ecosystem, it should be as easy. And, And that's something that you and I have spent a lot of time putting a strategy around for the end customer, for ASUG to leverage, for the partner community to take advantage of because we see the value of, of focus. We see the value of assets. We mm-hmm. see the value of reciprocity back to SAP on a daily basis. And something that, that I see too is there there are a lot of partners doing the right things for the right reasons, engaging with the customer, driving adoption. They have no clue who to tell. None. Exactly. They... they, they fall short at at re-engaging with SAP, sharing their win stories. How do we use what we did at XYZ customers mm-hmm. to to drive future opportunity and get create our rep- story out? To create a repeatable, successful exactly. model. I think it's funny because, you know, you and I built a business around the fact that we know who owns what account, mm-hmm. right? Um, the fact that we know which line of business AE, which VP, which industry AE, which CSD, and I will go through all of these industry account executive, customer <laughs> solution director, um, uh, line of business AE, um, 
cares about that account. That is mm-hmm. the value, the access, the insight, the know that we bring to the table. And we're very, very passionate about it. But if you're a partner and you're sitting in the ecosystem and you just closed a deal at a, you know, a couple billion dollar financial services company in New York and you're ready to tell the world about it, you just don't know who, how, it's, why. It's not a press release. It is. Note to everybody, <laughs> it is not a press release. We're pretty passionate about that. Could be a piece of the <clears throat> puzzle, but yeah. not, not the foundation. But you know, you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. the inability to get your hands on that type of information is... It hurts your business, right? Because you can't be repeatable. You're just starting again mm-hmm. with going and finding the next deal while SAP is sitting there begging for people to give access and insight and, and close mm-hmm. opportunities within their their named accounts. So we we really bring those points together. And I think, and I'm, I'm proud to say, with the team that we've built, which is crazy, by the way, mm-hmm. in, in such a short amount of time, um, that we do that better than anybody right. else. Well, and I think what's interesting too is we've we've engaged with some partners, and the yeah, I think NESI says, "Oh, they work for SAP. Let me tell them my story. Mm-hmm. I do this, this, and this. I did this customer, and they're an analytics partner, and they're talking to a Hybris AE. They don't care. Nope. <laughs> and so you know, I think." People underestimate the value of the org structure, the focus, the the empathy, like you said, of who gets paid for what, what they care about and what they need. And so we always coach our partners to to ask questions and, and be an asset and not be a talking head. Uh, yeah. So somebody very wise once told me, matter of fact, I'll give him a little kudos here, Alan, mm-hmm. uh, he worked with both of us. He mm-hmm. said, if you're in a conversation and there's four of you, yeah. that means you only get 25% of the time. The other 75%, you should be listening yep. and hearing and solving a problem and listening for a pain. And I think that if uh, our partners, and I think sometimes it's just because they have a platform, Lauren. And they're enthusiastic. And they're, Don't get me wrong. And they're passionate. They right? love what they do. They believe in themselves. But every AE has a pain. Every AE has a number. Um, every customer solution director has an account focus and a strategy to put together. Every head of alliances has to determine which partners are truly, truly, truly being the keyword, <laughs> capable to deliver around yep. certain industries functional areas, um, solutions, line of business. I I just think everybody has a story at SAP and everybody has a common goal and that's driving customer success at an enterprise level, leveraging what I believe is the best of breed technology. And I think to, to go a different route, right? We've spent some time focusing on SAP and what they need and what the partners should be doing. But at the, at the end of the day, it's customer and it's customer adoption and, if I'm Mr. Customer, I don't care what software you're selling me. I don't care to an extent what your delivery team looks like. I want to know how you can solve my business pain, make my job better, easier, and make me look good. 
Mm-hmm. And if if cust if SAP AEs and and partners could focus on solving true business problems, it's a very easy conversation. Yeah, you know, it's funny because you say I don't care what the delivery team looks like. I would I would challenge that just a bit in the sense that I think there are people in this industry, uh, just like there are partners in this industry that say they do everything mm-hmm. right. Uh, to me, a team is exceptionally important who are the feet on the street that are going to be living in that boardroom with me in that cubicle next to me making sure I have a job tomorrow Mm -hmm. I think technologists are paramount and and it comes from a lot I can't even call it empathy I call it sympathy as I watch these guys over the course of my career deliver um, and, and really just get ingrained with the business as if they work there every day and they have forever um, but that being said, you know, I think y- you are correct. When we think about the customer experience, the journey, there's a lot of fears. We've had a lot of great discussions with some really strong leaders in Absolutely. this industry. And I have learned a tremendous amount from those guys and, and girls that that are changing companies daily, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but But what's interesting about the partner selection piece is even at the C-level, even at the C level, it's like, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know how I select a partner. Is it a level of comfort? Is it, I keep my job. Yeah. And I think there has to be some solid methodology around that and some assets that they bring to the table and an experience that they share Mm -hmm. so that there's a level of comfort that you can truly, truly make them successful, that they can see a return on their investment and that a, again, a proven technology can be adopted at the user level. Mm -hmm. So I think we're, you know, I think we're onto something (laughs) with that piece of it. I think customers, the end customer experience, and you guys know this from ASUG, um, you and and a few other people on our team were so fortunate to have you because you started your kind of SAP journey at the end customer hearing their raw candid thoughts about their experience Absolutely. where as a salesperson I heard the salesy side yes mm-hmm. I'm gonna buy this no I'm not this is why this is why I am you know and and I think uh that when you kind of marry our team together we bring the perfect like balloon of resource sure. to the table SAP this is our world We're just giving it a voice.